Voting is the ultimate data crunch of democracy. Assuring the right to vote assures the quality of that data. And changing the way we vote potentially changes the data set that constitutes our democracy. So on some level, the whole notion of voting rights requires a data cruncher, as well as activists and lawyers, to help us all understand the implications of this year's Supreme Court decision, Shelby County versus Holder, that struck down a key provision of the Voting Rights Act. As part of our voting rights tour of America, we wanted to get a data cruncher's view of the significance of some of the changes in voting laws we've already seen in North Carolina, Florida, and Texas. Dante Chinney is the director of the American Communities Project at American University and our favorite number cruncher. Dante, welcome back to the show. Uh, Thank you for having me. How do you take a look at the kinds of changes and the kinds of uh, dynamics that are going on in some of these locations, and I'm speaking of North Carolina, Florida, and Texas, that could really affect turnout, that could have an impact on an election coming up? Well, what I've been doing and what I did uh, as really for the last couple of months been looking at this, and I looked at two things in the last election. I looked at what the registered voter turnout was, and I looked at the 18 and over turnout. You know, and when you do this, a couple of things really jump out. Uh, first of all, when you look at Florida, Texas, and North Carolina, turnout in Texas, particularly 18 and over turnout, but turnout really across the board uh, was down. And it was down in part because uh, nobody campaigned in Texas. Texas is more or less an uncontested state in presidential years, so uh, people don't bother doing a whole heck of a lot there. But the other thing that's really interesting when you look at the numbers is there are real differences within these types. So some places you just always get higher turnout. And uh, one of these places where you get much higher turnout is actually exurban places. Uh, and that goes back to something we talked about when this original this ruling first came down from the Supreme Court about Shelby County. This The original Supreme Court case was focused on Shelby County, and they talked about how Alabama had changed because look how Shelby County had changed. Well, Shelby County clearly had changed. We talked about that. But these exurban places that have seen rapid growth and rapid change are the kind of places where you get big turnout. So if you were just to look at what's going on in exurban counties, you'd say, well, my gosh, there's no problem in any of these places. Look at the turnout you get. Not just registered voter turnout, but 18 and over turnout. People in these places, turn they, they come out to vote. So exurbs, we're talking about places far from, you know, major cities. So they don't qualify as suburbs, but they have a lot of growth, a lot of diversity. And you're saying are pretty atypical if you're trying to generalize about the entire state. Yeah, I think so. I think they're very atypical because they're the kind of places where uh, both both campaigns fight. And I think even even when it's not a presidential campaign, a gubernatorial race, a, a house race, people are fighting for these places and spending a lot of money and time on them for a bunch of reasons. One is that rapid growth means there are more and more voters there and you want to kind of make your imprint and kind of grab that community. So turnout is a lot higher there. But if you go to other places in these, you go to other types of community, Hispanic centers, which is a type we look at. And these places we call the African-American South, the, the turnout is much lower. The 18 and over turnout is much lower, much, much lower. Uh, and the Hispanic centers, turnout is by far the lowest. Now, some people would say, well, that might be because those places have more illegal immigrants who can't vote. It's like, well, you'd have to really do more research to figure that out. And that may be part of it. Some of it may be a language barrier. But the turnout is, without question, when, just when you look at the numbers, there's enough to suggest that these places are different. They're fundamentally different. Something's going on here. All right. I, so, so a couple of takeaways here. Number one, and really interesting one, is this idea that Shelby County, because it's an exurb, is absolutely not the kind of community you'd want to generalize about uh, 
uh, whether preclearance should be suspended throughout the South. Absolutely right. Yes. And and number two, in places where this voter turnout is still pretty low, the healthy dynamics of Shelby County are completely absent, which means that the shenanigans where you can shave votes here, there, and the other place, they work better in low turnout kinds of districts. Yes? That's absolutely true. Yeah, without question. Dante Chinney is the director of the American Communities Project at American University. And all this week and last, we reached out repeatedly to the attorneys general in Texas, North Carolina, and Florida and their governors. They all declined to participate or did not respond to our requests. We did, however, talk to the solicitor general of Alabama, John Neiman. He wrote an amicus brief in support of Shelby County, Alabama. He said that the Supreme Court's ruling was a message to Congress. If you think that it's sufficiently important to distinguish between states in this way, you need to come up with a formula that accounts for current realities. What are the current realities where you vote? Call us at 8778 take or post a comment at thetakeaway.org.